Have you ever forgotten the most basic things before? Like your girlfriend's birthday, where you left your keys or what you had for breakfast yesterday. Good news, my friend. I'm here to help you and you're here to help me. Together, we will remember more than you have ever remembered before and we will remember it for good. You, my friend, will embark with me on an epic journey towards being a memory champion. You may be wondering, what is this guy talking about? I forgot my phone yesterday and turned out I had it in my pocket. How can I possibly be better at remembering? To that, I can happily reply to you, you're wrong. Your memory has unlimited potential and with the right techniques, you can improve it tremendously. So buckle up your seatbelt, let me take you on a ride, be open and curious, let us together explore our minds. I'm Flake Bjornberg and this is Remember. Welcome again to this second episode of Remember. Since I left you last time, uh, some things happened in my life. First of all, I'm now recording from home. I brought a mic from a, from a friend and um, everything is now done by my own here at home with some help uh, from some friends. The reason why I, I am recording here at home is because I, I dropped out of, of uni. Uh, you may remember that I told you in the first episode that I was studying. No, I didn't tell you that, but um, I was studying at the IT University here in, in, in Copenhagen, but um, I stopped that now. It wasn't for me, so now I'm just working. And um, due to this fact, um, I have also stopped my development, my, my training uh, in remembering. But now I've started again and I'm on my way to becoming Europe's ne- next memory champion. Right, that was the sort of the personal side before we start this podcast. Today I want to outline what is going to happen today. Uh, so um, today I'm going to tell you a bit about the history of the memory palace. And the memory palace is sort of the first technique we're going to, to learn today. And that will come later on. But before uh, I start telling you about the the memory palace and the technique behind the memory palace, I want to tell you a story. I want you to listen to the story. You should not remember it. You should not try to remember it, but just listen to the story really carefully. So the story starts like this. You're in your childhood home. You're standing in the front door and just in the hallway, you see a two meter long cucumber. This cucumber it's blue and smelly. It smells like shit. It smells like rotten cheese. Worst smell. Then you step in to the next room, the room on the left to the hallway. And if you don't have a room, it could be sort of some sort of furniture. Then in that room or on top of that furniture, you see Hitler. And Hitler is making cheese. And this cheese uh, has been made from his mother's breast milk. And Hitler is really proud of this cheese. He's, he just thinks it's the best cheese that's ever been made in the history of the world. And um, in the next room, it could be your living room, you see that it is raining with milk, milk all over. And, and suddenly, suddenly, 
there's so much milk that that you're almost about to drown and and then you run into the next room next to the living room and there's beats all over the floor beats 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 and a president obama is sitting there on the floor naked eating a beat and then because you are so surprised with this side of president obama sitting naked on the floor eating a beat you run into the next room next to the living room and you see 10 to 20 homeless persons at a wine tasting they're drinking wine all this amazing fantastic wine and talking about the quality of the wine the smell of the wine everything they just love this this wine they're drinking and you're so amazed by all these homeless persons sitting in that room next to the living room drinking drinking all this wine and but you you decide to go on and you go either next to the living room upstairs if you have an upstairs um, floor at your house and um, and there you see whether maybe is a next to the living room upstairs you see a bald man washing his head with shampoo and you think so weird this bald man doesn't have any hair why why should he wash his hair with with shampoo and you're really amazed by this this weird situation so just to recap the story really quickly the first room you see this two meter long cucumber next room you see hitler making cheese room next to that one is raining with milk you're almost about to drown in milk the fourth room you see president obama naked on the floor eating a beet fifth room you see 20 to 10 homeless persons at a wine tasting. And the sixth room, you see a bald man washing his hair with shampoo. All right, thank you for listening to this story. And um, after I told you this story now, I want you to reflect a bit on it, but you shouldn't try to remember it. Now, I want to tell you about the first technique, memory techniques, the memory palace. Before I tell you details of the technique, I want to tell you a bit about the history of the Memory Palace. So, the Memory Palace was invented by a Greek called Simonides. And uh, Simonides lived approximately 2,500 years ago. He was from Greece and he was a poet. And um, Simonides invented this technique because he was uh, at a banquet. At that time, you didn't hire DJs, you hired poets to recite poetry at your feast and at your parties. So um, Simon Eades was wasn't um, reciting poetry in, uh, at this banquet, and um, suddenly some sort of earthquake happened, or, well, it was so long, so, so long ago, so you don't know for sure what happened, but um, um, the house collapsed, and... Simonides just uh, he bank, uh, barely escaped, uh, but he escaped. And um, next day, um, the authorities in that time wanted to know who was in the building and who got killed. So um, they asked Simonides because he was at the banquet and he escaped. Um, and he reflected a bit on the question, and then he remembered that he could place every single person in that room by remembering where they were at the party. Not by their names, by their height, but where they were at the party, in the room. And then he gave some more thought to this amazing thought. And after a while, he, it turned out that he could actually place all the bodies 
in this uh, banquet and he could remember where um, the bodies ha- had been and he, he helped the authorities uh, dug up um, all these different um, bodies and luckily they, they found most of the dead people. Of course, this was so long ago, so you don't know for sure that this happened, but um, this is what the story tells us. And after a while, uh, after a couple of years, he realized that this um, revelation that he found out um, at this banquet could help him remembering most stuff, um, like lit lists and all the things that he was otherwise were supposed to learn by heart. So he found out that by placing people or things in rooms, you could actually remember lists of a thousand or a hundred things by connecting rooms to things or persons. And he made a list in his head. He pinpointed like 50 different points in his house and connected a piece of furniture or a corner to every single point. And now every, every time he wanted to remember something, it could be lists, uh, it could be a list or things or other things related to his life. He just placed that thing in his memory palace. And by remembering where he placed that thing or person, he could remember the thing he needed to remember. And that was quite smart. All right, that was a bit about the history of the memory palace. And I now want to dig into the basics of the memory palace. And you have maybe already heard about the memory palace before in a TV series called Sherlock on Netflix. Get out. What? Get out. I need to go to my mind palace. In this TV series, they call it the mind palace. And it is actually the same thing as a memory palace. And it is used the same way in real life as it. It is used in the series. And um, the basics about the memory palace is actually really, really, really simple. Most people tend to choose their childhood home. And in within your childhood home, in the different rooms, you place things or persons. And, and with every single thing or person you place in your house, you make associations. And in the start of this podcast, I told you a history when I told and I t- talked about this absurd example with Hitler making milk uh, from his mother's breasts. And this is actually a really good example of how you should create uh, these sort of wild associations to remember things. The example with Hitler could be a way to remember milk, for example, if you needed to remember your grocery list. And the reason why we're so good at remembering things when we make associations and connect them to a spatial uh, place, a room, is because humans are really good at remembering space and have a really amazing spatial memory. We're not very good at remembering lists or numbers just by repeating over and over again, but we are really good at remembering spaces. Try now to imagine your best friend's house or your grandparents' house or maybe a house you've only been in a couple of times. You're probably now thinking, okay, I can actually remember most of the details in that house. Now try try to remember what you had for breakfast two weeks ago. You've forgotten it, right? Good. That is just an example of how good we are of remembering spaces. And what can you actually use this technique for in real life? Well, 
Mm, I use it for training mm, these techniques uh, in everyday life, and I use this technique when I, I need uh, to remember all the countries in the world. Right now, I'm trying to learn all the countries in the world. And for example, how I remember the first uh, three countries in Asia is that I picture my childhood home, and in the hallway, I see an AA meeting. And they're drinking beers. And in my imagination and the association I made in my head, AA stands for Azerbaijan and Armenia. And beer stands for Bahrain. And so goes on by every single association within my childhood home. I remember countries. And it actually works. Of course, like everything else in life, you need to train it. You need to to train the story and need to sort of try to remember a story. And then again, you need to remember the story. And But if, the funny thing is, it's way easier to remember a story within a space than remembering a list just by repeating over and over again. So this technique is really, really useful in other aspects of your everyday life. You can also use it for, for example, remembering a speech by heart. And for example, if you want to, if you have made an outline of this speech and you've pinpointed some sort of things you want to go over within this speech, and you maybe want to talk about, I don't know, economics. And you want to talk about microeconomics and macroeconomics. So within your hallway, you could place a microscopic, microscopic coin. And within the coin is a Nazi coin from, from the Second World War. And that is really a weird thing to think about. And then you remember, okay, um, the first thing I need to talk about is mi- microeconomics. Then in the next room, you place gigantic lobster and it's so big and it's trying to eat you and, and then you remember okay and it's really really big uh, lobster i need to talk about macroeconomics um this goes on you can remember use it for whatever you like whatever kind of list or a thing with a lot of things you need to remember by by heart and you can use this technique about your memory palace actually you can also take a road that you know uh, i only now talked about uh, picking your childhood home as your memory palace, but actually a memory palace could be everything. It just needs to be a, a place where you have spaces involved. Uh, I personally have, I have different memory palaces. I have my apartment that I currently live in. I have my childhood home. I have the road from my ha- childhood home to my high school. And um, the real memory champions, they actually have thousands, thousands of memory palaces because they need to remember thousands of thousands of things in different memory competitions. So with that, it's impossible to know, uh, it is important to know that, that uh, you're actually able to have more than one memory palace. But I guess if you're only starting to use te- these techniques, you should maybe start with your childhood home because that is the most easy thing to remember. Um, all right, I guess that was it for now um, about the first technique, the memory palace. And I just want to optimize summary, uh, make a quick summary of this technique before I leave you today. So if you want to start learning te- the technique, you take your childhood home and along the way, you place objects or persons. And with every single object, you make associations to remember the thing you need to remember. All right, that's basically it, the basic technique. If you don't f- feel like I told it good enough, you can maybe Google it, check it out online. Lots of great uh, context, uh, content. Um, online go check it out and um, i'm also going to try to link a video of me remember uh, stating all the countries in the world by using this technique uh, i'm trying to go to link it and uh, here in my podcast page 
Anyway, that was it for today. Next time we're going to talk a bit further about the Memory Palace and then we're going to go on and, and explain uh, the, a memory technique of how to remember numbers uh, by heart. There's also a really good technique for, for doing that and that we're going to dig into next time. That was it for now um, uh, at Remember. I'm Frederick Bernberg and thank you.